Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Not. I've had a thought for a couple of weeks, been praying about it, and Brother Tommy texted me today and asked if I was had a message tonight, and I it brought me back to what I thought, but. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story or something that happened to me today. Obey God. The Lord has blessed me ever since early this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Joyce and David left, went to Costco this morning, so I was at home by myself. And I thought, well, I'm going to do, do my wife's thing today that she's had me into for the past couple of weeks, months. And so I'd go to Home Depot and pick up some supplies that the church needed and some other stuff. Went in. Knew what I was going to get. Now, I'm the kind of person that Joe's about to me. I go in and get what I need, and I'm out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I know what I need when I go in. I go in and get it. I've been to Lowe's and Home Depot enough. I know pretty much where everything's at, so I go in and get it, and I'm out. I went in, got all the stuff I needed for here and stuff, and going back out to the truck to load it, and got to the truck, and Young man, he's about 42, 43 years old, walked up there, and I had a piece of plywood that I was going to put in the back of the truck, which I could do it myself, but he walked up there, and he, can I help you? And I said, well, it'd be easier, and he said, I'll help you, so he helped me load that piece of plywood, and I thanked him. He said, I need to talk to you. Now, I don't know this guy, I still don't know this guy, but he said, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. So he started telling me his his story. He is homeless, uh, in drugs, in the alcohol. He lost his job at one of the dollar stores. Oh, because of the drugs and alcohol. And he'd been homeless now for about three or four years. Just roaming the streets of Maryville, Knoxville, wherever he could find a place to stay. And I, now, being 
human, the first when he said he was homeless, the first thing that went through my mind was he was going to ask me for some money. And I think we can all, well, yeah, okay. But then he started telling me his story, and things started to change it. And I was listening to his story and what he was saying about how, you know, he he was living on the streets of Maribel and Knoxville and all this. And as he was talking, two other guys walked up. Still didn't know him. They both come in separate vehicles. I don't think they knew each other, but they walked up. So I, I listened to him talk. I finally said, we started telling him about the love of God. That's what the Lord laid on my heart to talk to him about. How God loved and still loved him. No matter what, if he was in drugs or in alcohol or whatever he had been into, God still loved him. He, God wants him to be in his life. And we sit there and we talk, and these other two guys, they weren't saying the word. They were just standing there, kind of propped up against my truck. And I kept talking to him about Jesus, how Jesus gave his life for even him, gave his life for me. And finally I asked him, I said, do you want to pray? He said, yes, I do. I said, we can do that right here. So we got down there. Now, this is in Home Depot's parking lot at the back of my truck. We knelt down, and we started praying. The other two guys, they knelt down, and they started praying with us. And we prayed. I don't know how long we was down on our knees. I know my knees were sore from that blacktop, but that was okay. We got all got through praying, and we got up, and... And I shook his hand, and he hugged me. And I said, son, I don't don't carry a lot of cash, but I'll give you what I've got to help you on your way. And he he looked at me, and he said, I don't want your money. I done got what I was supposed to come for. And that was to be prayed over. The other two guys were standing there and they said, well, we're the same thing. We don't carry a lot of money, but we'll give, we'll pull our money together and get, he said, I don't want any of your money. Yous have done, done what God told yous to do. I just needed to talk to yous. I needed yous to pray over me. I said, son, I said, I I tell you what. I said, you need to find a church somewhere in Maryville, Knoxville, wherever you're going to be at. You need to find you a church and get in it. And learn about God and Jesus and how much they love you. He said, what I am doing, I said, yes, they are a way. He provided a way when Jesus died on the cross at Calvary. That is your way. That is your escape. 
I said, now, you got to picture this in your mind. It was worse than probably what I can say to you. He wasn't dressed nice like we are tonight. He was had a tourist shirt and his pants was holes in him. The only thing he had was a backpack on his back. That was it. That was his possessions. I said, I know there's a lot of churches that's not would not probably accept you for the way you look. And he said, this is all I've got. I don't have anything else. I said, that's okay. God can accept you no matter what you look like on the outside. He wants what's in the inside. And he wants to change you from what you are now to what he wants you to be. I said, if you can't find you a church around here somewhere a little come to, I told him, Come to New Providence. We'll accept you in and love you. We don't care what you look like on the outside. We're interested in getting things right on the inside. He said, okay. Well, he turned and walked off. I'm trying to make this short, but this was a good two hours or longer out there. He turned and walked off going towards Lowe's. And these other two guys were still standing. They still, neither one of them had said a word. <laughs> and after he walked on a good life, looked at him and, and you know, like that. Well, one of the guys was, went to church at uh, Apostolic. The other guy goes to church at uh, Green Meadow. And so we got talking, and, and uh, I said, well, I appreciate you coming and helping me pray for this guy. And this is how the Lord works. We had to, what they told me. <laughs> we... Both of them said, Lord told us to come over here. Had no idea what was going on, but the Lord told us to come over here and just stand. I said, well, praise the Lord. I said, uh. So we kept on talking everything. One of the guys looked in the back of my truck, and he said, I know what you're going to build. And I said, well, when I hadn't... We hadn't said nothing about that. He said, You're gonna you've got stuff here to build a blessing box. I said, Yep. So I came in here for and get some other stuff. I said the ladies volunteered me to build it, so <laughs> I've got that project going plus some other stuff, so and so and so and so. He looked at me and he grinned and he said, The Lord has already blessed you. <laughs> For what has been seen here this morning, the Lord has already blessed it. And I thought about that for a while, and it just filled my heart that he was right. He was right. Now, I'm not, I'm not bragging. Don't get, don't get me wrong about this, folks. I'm not bragging one bit about what I've done. It's what God's done. Amen. He put that boy there, or young man there, for a reason. Yeah. 
Now, like I said, I don't know this guy. I don't know his name. We never changed names. We didn't talk about that. I don't know. I never met him before in my life. But God sent him there for a reason. And I'm thankful, Tommy, that I knew what to say at that time. I didn't have to stop and say, now, wait a minute, brother. I got to pray about this. I knew what to say. God was giving me the words at that very time, at that very minute, and what this young boy needed, what he needed to hear. And what he needed to hear was that Jesus loved him. No matter if he had been using drugs, no matter if he has an alcoholic, no matter if he is walking the streets of gospel miracle, he just loved him. No matter what. And God loves us tonight. No matter what. That's all we got to do is commit to Him and tell Him our sins to repent. Now, I don't know about you, but that ain't happened to me very often. Now, sometimes the Lord leads people in my way. I know that. But this, this morning, it just filled my heart to no end. I have been rejoicing all day. And thank God for that. I thank God for that. That he can look down on this little boy like me or man and give me a blessing like that. And my friends tonight, he can give you a blessing tonight. Amen. Amen. We've been re- been praying for a revival. Yeah. Not a new Providence revival. That's a statewide, countrywide revival. And Tommy, I believe of the reports that we've got like Monday night and what I've seen, it's starting. It's starting. People are searching for something. If you're sitting here in this con- in the congregation tonight, you've got, or I hope you've got, what they're searching for. I thank God this morning that I had what this young man was searching for. Now, he didn't get saved. I I know that. He didn't get saved. He didn't accept the Lord as his Savior. But he heard how somebody loved him. He heard that somebody cared about him. Because I don't know him. So I really can't care about him. I, I, I'm worried about it now, and I feel it in my heart, and I'm troubled about it. But he heard that somebody loves him and cares for him and wants him in their life. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It was awesome. Yep. Let me tell you. Now, you're other, these other preachers, they maybe have experienced stuff like that. I, I can't talk for them. But for me, 
It was an awesome experience, and I'll never forget it. Believe me. I will never, same way, I'll never forget when the Lord saved me that Sunday morning. I'll never forget that, and I will never forget this. Because it was something special. It was something that I needed. Yeah. I needed probably just as bad as he did. Yeah. I needed God to show me he is still in That's control. No matter how down and out I get, no matter how down and out you get, no matter how down and out we are about what's going on in the world, God is still in control and He can turn this around. If we have just a little bit of faith as a mustard seed, He can make things happen. I can't make them happen, but Almighty God can. I was going to read out of Mark tonight, but I'm not going to. Roger, I got something I've got to share with you. I'm through anyway, brother. Go right ahead. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate him obeying God. We, we've been talking all day long, and what I told him earlier, I said, I, I'm still waiting on the unction, the clarity of God, and I didn't have it. And normally, if I don't have it by midday on Wednesday, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who does. But he gave it to me while I was sitting there when he stood up. So I know that I have to share this. Now, I don't feel like I'm going to preach long, but I got to share what God gave me. In light of what God has already shared, right? you, you, you don't want to take this without having heard that. Right? That's the power of God, and that's, that's the amazing thing about God. I'm going to read to you from Ezekiel chapter 22, verse number 30. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me right as he was, he was he, I didn't even know what he was going to say. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse number 30. And this is the Lord speaking. Ezekiel writing this down, chapter 22, verse number 30. And he said, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them I have consumed them with fire of my wrath their own way have I recompensed upon their heads saith the Lord God you can be seated I want to say tonight that there is a need among us. Now, I started off, and often I don't know why God gives me scriptures to start with, but but you remember the question I asked you, are you willing? Are you willing to be in the will of God? Are you willing to step into the place that God wants you to be? Listen, God ain't called us all to preach. He ain't called us all to do all these other things. It takes every part of the member to make a body. It takes all different parts. But I'll tell you, what we do need is to be willing, to be ready that at whatever moment the Holy Spirit of God needs us to be used in a particular circumstance that the glory of God might be revealed, the Word of God might be shared, and the power of God might be experienced. Brother, I want you to know I'm raising my hand and I'm saying, use me. That's what Isaiah was thinking about. Brother, when he saw himself in the presence of God and he saw the Lord high and lifted up, the first thing he was willing to do was repent of his own sin and then be willing 
us are willing to make up the heads. That's what I'm talking about tonight, making up the heads. Some of the brothers, some of the sisters tonight were talking about how many people have helped them just today. Just today, Sister Tish talking about the the different ones that had talked to her. Let me see if I can describe to you. If I'm the one in trouble tonight, and there's four or five people that God begins to deal with, and they say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to stand in the gap for her. I'm willing to get involved. And brother, they begin to make up a hedge like this. You got one here, then you got one here. You got another one here. You ever seen a hedge about something?
I believe we can make up a hedge. Yeah. You say, does anybody need it? Mercy sakes. We've got a house full of people that need God yeah. tonight. Yeah. They out there and they're struggling. They're eat up with sin and themselves. They're so far down the road of rebellion and disobedience to God that there ain't but one thing you can count on, that's chastening to come. But oh, I believe the people of God can make a difference here. You say, how do you know? Because I believe this is the will of God. You say, how do you believe that? Well, according to the book of Ezekiel, God is the one that was looking for the people to make up the hedge. If it wasn't God's intent for there to be somebody intercede for somebody else and to stand in a gap and to make up a hedge for them, He wouldn't have been looking for them. He didn't find them in Israel. But I pray that ain't the the way it is here. I can't speak for no other church and you can't either. But I'll tell you right now, the people that's present in this building can make up their own minds. And they can say unto God with their own hearts, I'm willing and I'm obedient tonight, Lord. If you need me, here I am. But I'm laying in my bed, fast asleep. If you need me to get up and pray, why don't you just call on me? Here I am, God. I'm willing to stand in the gap for my friends. I'm willing to make up a hedge for my people. I'm willing to pray and to bring protection around those that are in need. Make up a hedge. Why the greatest privilege we've ever had as the people of God is to bow in prayer for a brother or a sister in Christ. The Apostle Paul said, yeah. He said, when you see one of them that's down in the ditch, he said, ye that are spiritual, he said, go down after them. Amen. He said, get down there with them. He said, pray for them. Help them get out of there. He said, for how will you know that it won't be you tomorrow? May I say to you today, there's a call going out for every born-again believer to join hands and to make up a hedge to pray a prayer for those that are in need today. God, it was to make up a hedge. You say, preacher, do we have any heavenly example of such? Yeah, I'd like to share it with you. According to the Word of God, there's one that sits at the right hand of the Father, and according to the Word of the Almighty, He maketh intercession to the Lord. I don't know, 24-7, brother, He is at the right hand of God, and He is the Lord. He's the You say, Jesus, that's a pretty good example. He didn't quit there. Uh-uh, no, the Bible said that one of the primary works of the Holy Spirit of God 
after he has indwelled your heart when you believed in faith and received Christ as Lord. The Holy Ghost of God comes inside of you and he sets up a fold. And according to the Word of God, how the Holy Spirit ever made an intercession for my soul. I want you to know with the arms of the Holy Spirit and the arms of the Lamb of God. Amen. Old Job said, I said, I came into the world naked. He said, I'll leave naked. I go devil with the poor God. I said, if you'll take your heads down, he said, I'll get old Job to turn. I'll tell you right now, I find hope in this. Job had a hedge around him. The children of God have got a hedge around them. And you may be asked to build a hedge around somebody in the middle of the Home Depot parking lot. You need to be willing and you need to be obedient so that when the opportunity comes, you are ready to stand in the gap that is put in front of you. Amen. You may think, I can't fill the rest of the gaps in this person's life. Don't you worry about that. Amen. God will get somebody else to help you. Amen. God will join you up with somebody else. I believe this. There's times you might pray for me and think you're the only one praying for me. But when me under God, they others pray for me. Make up a gap. Stand in it, he said. He said, I'm looking for some. He said, I'm looking for someone that'll stand in the gap for me. He said, stand in the gap before me. He said, for this land. I'm looking for somebody that cares for the land. For this people. I'm looking for somebody that's concerned about the souls of men. He said, is there anybody willing to stand in this gap? Amen. There's a gap. Ain't no doubt about it. There's a place in the hedge among the people of this world, among the lost of this world, among the backslid of this life. There are people out there, brother, and they've got a gap in their hedge. They've got a place that they can't keep the devil from going in and out of. They've got some armor missing. But brother, you, that a spiritual can help them. Amen. We can join arms and we can gather around them and we can make up that hedge. Amen. Amen. Do you notice he didn't ask for a number? No. He didn't say, I need 12. He didn't say, I need 20. Nope. He said, I'm just looking for one. I'm looking for a man that'll stand in the gap. And make up the hedge. See, because what you're convincing yourself of right now is I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm just one person. I'm no preacher. I'm no evangelist. Let me tell you something. God wasn't looking, hey man, for somebody else. He was looking for anybody that was willing to say, I'll go and I'll do. Here's where the promise I've got from God. He said, don't you worry about what you're going to say. He said, when you get there, he said, I'll give you that. Don't you worry about your pocketbook, whether you got enough to get there. He said, I'll take care of that. All I'm looking for is somebody that's willing, somebody that's obedient, and will stand in 
there and make up that hedge for me. Amen. Mm, come get a song. Come get a song. I believe we got an opportunity every day for this business. Every day. Every day to stand in the gap. Say, preacher, I don't really know what's going on everywhere else. Amen. You don't have to. I can tell you it's this simple. If you've got a brother or sister in Christ that have forsaken the house of God, they've forsaken the way of God. Amen. They've actually hit it. Yeah. And you need to get behind the gap. That's right. You need to get in it. Say, preacher, I don't want to call them out. He didn't ask you to call them out. He said, you stand in the gap. I believe we can stand in the gap in our closets, in our prayer closets, in our quiet places. That's where you're going to get the work done anyhow. Amen. When you can get willing and honest, amen, to stand in a place and say, Oh God, I'm a calling on you and I ain't asking a thing for myself. I'm a calling on you for somebody else. I'll tell you that's the greatest blessing that you'll ever experience. Amen. Is to get to a place where you have talked your where you have subjected your flesh to a place of selflessness where you have laid yourself down and said, God, here I am. I'm a standing in the way of the enemy. I ain't letting him through. I'm going to trust you for them. I'm going to stand in this gap and I'm going to make up this hedge. You know why God needed somebody? You know why he wanted somebody to stand in the gap? I believe he wanted somebody, amen, that he could build his blessing through. Hey, you don't go through this alone. Uh-uh, God didn't save you to live it alone. No, when He saved you, He grafted you into the body. He made you a part of something that was way bigger. Amen. Amen. Every one of us ought to shout That's glory right. for that. He didn't save me and set me out on an island. No, He saved me and plunked me down right in the middle of a bunch of God-loving people. And brother, they took me in and they sheltered me and they helped me. And when I got stoutened up, amen, I stepped over into a gap myself. And I tried to help somebody else. That's what it's all about, amen. we got to help one another. Stand in the gap. Let's make up the hedge. We make up the hedge long enough, the more folks may come to themselves. Yeah. Huh? If all they're doing is fighting the devil every time he runs through that gap, it'd be a reprieve to them, I think. If they had a day or two where it wasn't nothing but the nudge of the Holy Spirit saying, huh, let's me and you talk. The devil ain't going to get you today. They've got some people. He said, I got some people. Amen. They're making a hedge about you. You don't know who they are. Amen. You don't know how high that hedge is. But there's some people out there, they're praying it down. And they're standing in the gap. They ain't going to move. They ain't going to give up. They're going to stay right here. And they're going to be faithful to me until they see you come out of there. I want you to know God wants somebody to stand in the gap and make up the hands. Thank you, Lord. It might happen when you least expect it. Right, Roger? Right. I don't know if God can do it. You know, God's perfect in His timing. Amen. 
He's even got the logistics down pat. Yeah. He ran Dave and Joyce from around the house <laughs> to make this happen. That's who, that's who I serve. That's right. Amen. And he puts you on a blessing box experience. Oh. You'll never forget. Very <laughs> good. Who's right in the middle of a Home Depot parking lot. You stepped into a gap you didn't even know was there. That's right. You fell on your knees on the asphalt and began to make a hedge that the devil couldn't do nothing with. Amen. Now we'll leave the results up to God. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you where the work is to be done. It's to stand in this gap and to make up this hedge until God does what he's going to do. Amen. And then he'll put you in another gap for another hedge. Because right. these people right now in desperate need. Amen. They need this church praying yeah. for them. Yeah. They need this church in unison tonight. Praying for their souls. Praying for their hearts. That God will reach in there and change that heart, that condition. And bring them from the pig pen of the world and head them back to his house. Yeah. That's the kind of God I serve. Yes. But he's asked us to do something. He said, I look for some man to stand in the gap to make up the hedge before me for the land, for the people. He said, but I found none. I found nobody. Therefore, he said, I will pour out my indignation upon them, my wrath. Mm-hmm. And he did. You know why he did? Because nobody stood in the gap. Right. Nobody cared. So preacher, what's going to happen in this country? I don't know. But I know this. I have an opportunity to stand in the gap for the United States and yeah. make up a hedge. That's right. So preacher, will that be enough? Only God knows. But I'll tell you right now, he was looking for somebody for Israel. Yeah. I expect he's looking for somebody right. for the United States. Yeah. Somebody yeah. that will stand in the yeah. gap and make up a hedge for this country that we live in. Somebody that will be willing to lay themselves down and say for them, I'm going. For somebody else, not for me. Yeah, it's going to cost me. It's going to, it's going to cost something when you do it for God. But I'll tell you right now, there ain't a greater blessing you'll ever experience Amen. than to be a part of a hedge. To be a part of a hedge as we stand and sing. I don't know you are tonight. Oh, how I pray that we'd be willing and obedient. That we'd make up our mind right now. That we're going to be a part of the answer and not the problem. Amen. We'll be a part of the solution. Amen. We, we, we ain't the remedy. But bless God, we know the remedy. Yeah. And we're going to make up a hedge until the remedy is delivered. We're going to do our part. We're going to be willing and obedient to stand in that place and intercede for someone else's soul. If you're here tonight and need the, need the Lord, the altar's open. Go ahead and sing. If you need him tonight, you know your heart.